Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... All right, welcome back. We are doing a series now for the best of 2014. We're counting down the top 15 episodes of the year. Uh, it's been a great year. Uh, I'm here along with Christian Witted. Uh, my name is Sharvin Witted. Uh, we're kind of standing in for Rick right now, uh, taking over the show, and we're just going to keep this countdown going. Uh, so we're going to start with episode 27, just rank six. This is by Andreas Marpong. It's giving your children a head start in the workplace. So let's hear what he had to say. Well, just like what I shared last week, I mean, in order to become a good worker, you have to be able to work hard. As the parents, we always want to tell our kids, okay, you have to work hard in a good, efficient way. Mm -hmm. It will start at home, mostly, right? I mean, asking your kids to do their errands in the most efficient way. Pay attention, son. (laughs) And then also... A lot of things that you can do at home, okay. right? You, you also want to set the good example to your kids. Mm-hmm. For example, in order to become a good student, maybe your, your kids, you, you want your kids to read the book. Okay. Right? And as the, parent, as the kids, our children looking up at us, right? If you as the parents do not even read the book, how can you expect your kids to read the book? Uh, uh, Make sense? It does. I mean, how can you expect your kids to eat broccoli if you don't even eat vegetable. Right. Right? The same thing happens to, to the children. I always uh, tell the parents in the Kuman program, if you want your kids to read the book, you have to allocate certain times where the entire family members read the book. Ah. Right? Very so you set example to your kids. Well, uh, based on my experience as the Kuman instructors for the past five years, I've seen that a lot of parents, they don't set their expectation high. Okay. They're happy with uh, their current situation. Okay. Right? Me, as the, if I become parents, I don't want to set expectation of my children's high enough. Mm-hmm. When I say high, uh, basically I want to send my kids to the best school ever. Mm-hmm. Right? And then prepare them as early as possible. A lot of parents, they, they, they tend to maybe, like say, send to Kumon when the kids have a lot of problems and it becomes too late. Mm-hmm. Right? Me, I wouldn't like to send my kids as early as maybe two years old, three years old, gotcha. because I can set them earlier. Right? So what I've seen, I mean, a lot of us in the society tend to, to find the solutions, the quick fix solution. I gotcha. Not like going to the root cause of the problem right. at the last minute. Mm-hmm. A lot of parents, you know, send call me like uh, a week or a month before the FCAT starts, uh, which is it's too late. Too late. Yeah. Right. 
So I mean, if you prepare your children ahead of time, it's gonna be giving you a lot of profits at the end of the day. So Andreas had a lot of good information there, and we encourage you to go back and listen to the full podcast just Definitely. to hear what he had to say. But just a couple of things there. Uh, lead by example. Uh, as a newly you know found parent here, you know I'm learning the key to doing just that, leading by example. I can't expect my child to do something if they don't see me doing it. Reading a book, taking time away from the computer, walking, you know, exercising, whatever it is, you have to be the foundation that someone else sees and they can emulate you because, you know, in in most cases, in all cases, I say children are tape recorders, they're video cameras, they're sponges, they soak up what they see, what's around them, and they give it right back to the world. So you want to be conscious of what it is that you're doing and making sure that you're setting a good example for, uh, for those children. Definitely. I mean, and as a son, as a child, I can definitely vouch for that. Even if it's not, and that's the funny thing, it's not purposeful, mm-hmm. but we just, for some reason, we just do what we see, you know? Like, it's human nature. Oh, yeah, human, human nature. nature. I get told all the time, I'm like, you, you act just like your dad, you sound just like your dad, and I'm like, I do? Really? <laughs> you know, I, Absolutely. I mean, it, it goes both ways. The apple does not fall far from the tree. That's, oh, yeah. it's, that's your source, so that's oh, yeah. where it's going to come from. And then the uh, second thing he mentioned in there was, uh, don't be afraid to set the bar high. And (laughs) as you probably already know or can already tell, my dad definitely wasn't afraid to set the bar high with me. (laughs) The moment I turned 16, it was like, yeah, you're taking those dual enrollment college classes. You know, and I didn't mind, but it's just a lot of parents nowadays I can see. It's not that they're afraid to set it high. It's that they're afraid their child will fail. You know, it's that. No child left behind kind of mentality. And I I agree with that in a sense, but you can't be afraid to set it high and expect excellence. Because if you don't expect excellence, then when they get into the workplace and somebody does, they're going to be at a loss for words, a loss for action. You know, what do they do then? And so I will say that, you know, start early with your kids and give them that that goal. You know, all right, we're going to do this. You know, we're going to do that. And like Andreas was saying, if they don't reach their goals, teach them how to deal with that. You know, teach them that, okay, I might not have made my goal here, but I can do better and I can do this next time. And this is how I will reach that goal and go beyond that goal. And it's, it's interesting as when we're younger, you know, we don't have a as hard of a time as we do when we're adults setting these high goals. I mean, think about a kindergarten class, you know, I want to be president of the United States, period. There, there was no, you know, steps in between. I want to be a Senator. I want to be a city councilman. I want to be SGA president of my high school. They set that goal (laughs) right there and that's how it is. So that's kind of the, you know, one of those behaviors of a children or attitudes or approaches that we should kind of remember, you know, when we're setting these expectations for ourselves and for our children. You know, we you want to aim high. You know, you want to say, I don't want to just work at Burger King. I want to own all the Burger Kings. I want to, <laughs> exactly. you know, own a franchise. And, you know, you work your way up. You know, you set your goal high, and then you kind of look at the steps to come back down. But and it's all doable. But you have to have high expectations. And like you're saying, it ties in with that lead by example. Yeah. You know, if you're telling them reach for your goals and set the bar high. You got to do the same thing. Yep. You got to set your bar high in your relationships, in your uh, workplace, in your, you know, in everything that you do, set that bar high or just set that goal 
and strive to reach that goal. Because if I see or if your child sees you doing that, they're going to go, yeah, I can do that, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not one of those cases where it's do as I say, not as I do. I want you to do as I do. I mean, that should be it, period. You should emulate what you want them to do. Exactly. And then very last thing I pulled out of that was that the prepare, don't fix. You know, if you prepare and you do it now, if you start immediately, then later on, there won't be anything to a fix. It's prevention versus cure. Yeah. Know? And and this is kind of goes back to it reminds me of college days where you can think of cramming where, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, you know, back. the exam is tomorrow morning and you're up all night cramming for it. Well, yeah, you might do OK on that test or exam, but you probably won't do as well as you could have had you prepared exactly days, if not weeks in advance of that test. So, you know, we do unfortunately live in a society today where it's the quick fix. We want the microwave approach to everything, but that's just not going to give you a good meal. Exactly. You know, if you want something hearty and wholesome, you got to put the time and the effort into it. So, you know, setting good expectations, you know, and that leads to, solid solutions not ones that are just a quick fix exactly exactly and that leads us to rank number five is our very first episode our pilot an interview with jeff green on the subject of self-entitlement what matters is the person and how they're injecting themselves into that environment into that team rick i read long ago you hire for attitude you train for the organization. Oh, I love that. I love that. Say that again, Jeff. Hire for attitude. I'm looking at how you walked into the interview, what you do on a day-to-day basis. And then if you're good, competent, smart, I can train you to do that because you've got the right attitude. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we say it this way in my career. We say, is it skill or will? Very right. good. I can teach skill. I cannot teach will. Very good. Will's all about attitude. So, I mean, if you're in there and you're tromping around like somebody stole your red bicycle with an attitude every day, you're just not going to make it long. (laughs) It's about human relationships. And it's just hard for me to put you on a path if I don't like you. Behavior and your results, but willingness to do a superior job. It's the end product. Because if you consistently keep trying and don't succeed, they've made a decision about you. But if you continue to try and provide a superior service product, the willingness to learn the role and fulfill more than the role, that gives you a lot of credit. A lot of credit. As my boss used to tell me, I'm trying to sell your stock, but you're not raising the value. Yeah, that's good. So there is an important part of this. What am I doing to raise my value? Am I learning more? Am I helping my teammate, my workmate, my co? Am I helping my boss with the goal? Right. His goal is to have a successful business. What am I doing to contribute to that? So, Jeff, that sounds. It may not feel good, but most time perception is a reality. It is of some type. Here's what I found out. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Jeff. Most people judge themselves by their intentions. Everybody else judges you by your behaviors. Yes. No one gets to see what you meant. Yes. They only saw what you do. And in so many ways, most people know you better than you know you because they know how you act and how you act is what the real you is, Mm -hmm. whether you want to whether you want to accept it or not. So your best mirror is the person in front of you. Mm -hmm. And quite often I hear something said about, hmm. 
no, so-and-so, they're not working hard. They act like they should have everything. Their attitude is just horrible. And you know what I found? So-and-so never gets to hear that. And so here's a truth that I've really learned in over two decades of moving up in the workplace. Most of the decisions about your career are made at a table you never get to sit at. So Jeff Green had a, a, a ton of information in here. And again, this is one you might want to go back and, and just listen to that podcast oh, again. Yeah. Uh, but hiring for attitude. You know, I can probably attest in all of the jobs I've had, you know, in my 35 years on this earth that I've gotten 95% of them based on my attitude, based mm-hmm. on the way I presented myself, my demeanor. And having a, a good character about myself. I mean, they that stuff will come out. People will see that. People will read that. And they'll respond to it. You know, they mm-hmm. will see, hey, this is someone I can work with. They're malleable. They're coachable. You know, I can, you know, it's the skill versus will, as, yes. as was said in the interview. You know, he, he might not have the skill right now, or he maybe he does, but he definitely has the will, which is what I cannot teach. I cannot give him will. I can't give him passion. I can't give him engagement. He's coming with that. So the fact that he's bringing it, it's just a hundred plus for us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and then another thing he said in there was, uh, I like the phrase raising your stock. You know, when he said the manager was saying to him that I'm trying to sell your stock, but you're not raising the value, you know, and it comes in with that skill type will thing. If you don't have the skill, but you have the will, then you're going to learn. You're going to educate yourself. You're going to push beyond your current boundaries. And when you do that, you, in that sense, you raise your stock, you raise your value. Um, One of the biggest things that I think a lot of people really just kind of throw to the wayside is the fact that when you're educating yourself inside of a company, you're really raising your worth when you think about that. Like if you're educating yourself about that company while you're in there and you're learning multiple jobs, then it becomes harder for them to get rid of you because you not only know more now, you not only have the good attitude, but they just both of them together. I don't even know. I don't yeah, think I yeah, have to say it, anything. It's uh, just. <laughs> yeah. At that point, it's, you know, to lose you, to lose the, the information, education that you've gained there, you know, that cost, you know, what it's going to cost them to replace that is is Ooh. a dollar amount they don't even want to talk about. So exactly. it's, it's it's cheaper to keep her in this case it's cheaper <laughs> to keep you this is you know they've put the work in with you you've put the work in with them you've showed them that you're not satisfied with just you know where you are you know you you showing them that you have passion and you're going to continue to pursue that reflects what the company is trying to do so hand in hand you know we're going to make this thing better exactly and uh, i think one thing we also have to take into account is that will is a visible thing you know and it it's it goes into that uh, intention versus behavior. You can intend to do something. Like, for example, on a Saturday morning, I might intend to get up and mow the lawn. Right. Doesn't mean it happens, yeah. you know? It's it's in that action. It's in that behavior. So will is not I want to do. Will is I am doing. It's not even I will do. It's I am doing now. It's what you're... It's, it's your thought translated into action. Right, absolutely. That you know, there's a saying and you know, we won't say it here, but the road to somewhere is paved with good intentions. So we know <laughs> intentions is is not, you know, gonna sustain us. You know, exactly. we have to have healthy behaviors. We have to have ones that push us forward, that people that are visible, that people yes. can see 
and they can believe in. Yeah, that's definitely a show you guys want to go back and check out. It's a longer show. It was our pilot, so it ran for about an hour, I believe. But definitely take the time. Go back and listen to that. It'll really, really help you out. All right. And so our final show in this episode, ranked number four, is Five Ways to Find a Better Career Path. And that is episode 44. And so you can see clearly how you can begin wasting a lot of time. Because if you're saying, hey, I want to be a manager and I want to be a sales leader and I want to be a a boss and I want to be a, a consultant, all of those are very different functions and they require very different skill sets. And those skill sets will put you on a very specific path. And in some cases, those paths are jobs that, you know, may be a lateral move for you. They're jobs that may be a step back in a different place so that you can move forward in the right set of skills that that job requires. And when you don't understand what it is you really want to do, and most of us don't, we have this amalgamation of jobs that we've seen that look cool, and we say, oh, I'd love to do that, and I'd love to do that. And so before you're done, it's like this salad bowl of a career path dream. Like, I want a little bit of this. I want a little bit of that. I want a little bit of that. And that just may not exist in the workplace you're in. It may not even exist in the industry you're in. I am not discounting that you may be there as a trendsetter to start what doesn't exist in your own business or for a company, you know, thinking out of the box for them and, and, and helping Uh, improve and make the business more efficient. Either way, you still have specific career paths that you'll need to take to acquire those skill sets. So know what it is you want to be. Knowing what it is you want to be will ensure that you end up on the right path that leads you to gaining all of the skill sets that you want and you need to end up being proficient and excelling in your career, in the place you want to be, in the job you want to be in, in the culture you want to be in. So Rick made uh, several good points there. Uh, First of all, what I took from that is knowing what it is you want to do and want to be. Uh, there's, There's nothing better than having a clear vision for yourself and what it is you want to do. Uh, until you have that, you know, as he's mentioned in, in the podcast, you're going to struggle, you're going to vary, you're going to sway. Things are not going to work out the way they should because it's it's unclear, it's undefined. There's no margins, there's no rules, there's no guidelines pushing you down your career path. Exactly. Uh, the other thought I took from that was, along with knowing what you want to do, it's also knowing what you're not ready for. Yes. And that can, you know, easily you know, get in the way if you're trying to chase money, you know, as we mentioned in the earlier uh, review. Uh, but knowing knowing what it is you're ready for, knowing what it is you're not ready for is is key. You know, you you cannot just jump at jobs oh, yeah. just because they're available. Um, you know, if the president's position is open or the vice president's position is open and you haven't even been a manager or a director, that position might not be for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
you know, you need to take steps to get you there because that is one of your goals along your career path. Exactly, exactly. Just gain the skill sets, you know, and it it harkens all the way back to a, a common theme between a lot of these. Have a plan, schedule it out, set a goal, you know, set your goal, plan for that goal, you know, know what you need to know to get there. And if it takes longer or if it takes a shorter amount of time, you know, they vary depending on where you want to be. But it's just being willing to plan, then execute the plan with excellence. That is of the greatest importance. Yeah, I think there was a quote in uh, one of my favorite movies, the A-Team, the the, (laughs) the newest one. But Hannibal, uh, he, he was asked about a plan and he said one step ahead, that's that's not a plan. Two or three steps ahead, that's having a plan. Exactly. So that's what you want to do. You want to be thinking two and three steps ahead of where you think you should be. You know, you're not just on the next step. You're on the next three steps. That's how you're looking at this thing. It's giving you a macro view of everything you want to do. You're not so focused on, you know, it's kind of the forest for the trees. You're kind of seeing everything and the pieces in between. So that's what you want to do. Exactly. And it's like one thing um, my dad has said in these shows is that, uh, a lot of people manage their careers on the short term. Like you're saying, that one step ahead, you know, okay, I got to go here. And then they get there and they're like, where do I go next? Instead of sitting down and going, where do I want to be and what do I need to do to get there? You know, plan your career for the long term because you're going to be there for, I mean, for me, let's say I start my full career. Like once I get my degree and everything, I might be say 21, 22, something like that. I start my career then. I've got another 40 years, mm-hmm. you know, to get to that place that I want to be in my career. Yeah. That's that's a long time. You know, there's a lot of time to be put in there. So if it doesn't happen immediately, you know, don't be discouraged and move after one year or two years. I mean, there are some times when unfortunately you might have to because of the workplace culture. But for the majority of the times, you have to plan that career out. Where do you eventually want to be? If you want to own your own business, even perhaps start in that industry absolutely i understand mean, I, it yeah i'm in a you know the industry where i could possibly see myself starting my own business but i know there's a lot more information i need to gain from this industry before i can say i'm, I'm at a point where i'm stable enough to take my own chunk out of that industry so it's 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 time it's investment it's it's knowing the ins and out of it and and being able to step out with confidence and say hey i mm-hmm. put the time in I know this information. I feel that me and my team, we can do this just as well as some of the bigger guys in this industry. So until you're at that point, you want to keep working hard. You want to keep focusing on gaining as much knowledge where you, you know, you can never have too much knowledge about something. So keep learning, keep focusing on it. And then when you're ready for it, things will work out for you. Exactly. All right, you guys, this is the end of this episode. We are literally one episode away or our next episode will be the final episode of our countdown. Thank you all for staying with us throughout this year and throughout this month. And if you want to get engaged with us, check us out at Facebook.com slash R.A. Witted. Tweet us at R.A. Witted. Send us your questions. Send us your stories. We want to hear from you. Thank you once again, and you enjoy the rest of your holiday.